This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Do we have, is traffic ready now? Uh, we're going to go to traffic later. We're going to go to traffic later. However, right now, right now, Kirk Kenny joins the show. Kirk, welcome. How are you, brother? Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Uh, sounds like uh, the Aztec football team uh, had some had a pretty good day, especially in the uh, transfer portal. Tell us about uh, some of the new uh, pieces that will be joining uh, on campus here. Uh, they picked up a couple guys so far. Last week, a uh, linebacker named Cody Moon transferred from New Mexico, said he's coming, and then uh, a defensive lineman from Oklahoma State, Sam. Let me say this right. Tui Halamaka said he's coming. He's a super senior that uh, should help him on the defensive line where uh, they, they're they losing all three of their starters. Any chance that Brady Ho can put a call into the University of Georgia and see if they have any seventh-string defensive players that want to get out of there and play some football? I mean, that team is so deep. You look around the SEC, you just wonder, you know, if teams in the Mountain West ever – Try to get guys that are sitting on a bench, you know, that are, that obviously have incredible talent, and you know, try to offer them a chance to play. Kirk, those guys, I think. I mean, some of those schools get guys in the portal. I think what happens though is they end up going to other Power Five schools. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the tough part about the portal. You know, that's the thing that nobody really talks about. The portal is actually full every year, and some guys get in there. A lot of guys get in there and don't come out. And so, you know, mm-hmm. the portal is is not as um, you know, it's it's not as as beautiful as as everybody makes it out to be. There is some some certainly some some things that come along with it. Uh Kirk, I want to get your input. Last night, obviously TCU uh kind of representing the smaller schools in a in a in a playoff there. Um on one hand, they get there, which is which is good for all the smaller schools, but on the other hand, they get drubbed by uh, Georgia. Helpful or hurt? Or did it hurt? You know, that's a good question. I was really uh, excited for the game, but by halftime, I think I'd already switched to uh, Bonanza. <laughs> Bonanza. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of tells you where that game was at. Well, I mean, because the semi games are so good, and uh, you know, with with Georgia getting all it could take from Ohio State and, and maybe even being fortunate that Ohio State may, missed a field goal at the end. And then uh, TCU beat Michigan, it it seemed like, you know, we were in for a pretty good game. So for it to be that lopsided, it was really disappointing. And, be, you know, it's too bad we don't play a two-out-of-three series for football because it would be interesting to see, was it just an off night for TCU 
or would Georgia just crush them if they played three times? Yeah, I think it's best that it's not a two out of three. I think they did enough in that one game <laughs> to, uh, to prove their, their dominance. Uh, Kirk Kenny is with us. And, Kirk, I wanted to ask you, speaking of power fives and, and all of that, uh, we're into January now, and, you know, we, we got through Christmas, we got through December and the end of the year. Anything new at all about the Aztecs changing conferences has anything new developed, or are we still in just kind of a waiting period with San Diego State? I think it's going to be a wait-and-see mode until the Pac-12 figures out its its TV deal. That's what we've been hearing for months. Is first, they have to figure out the TV component, and then after that they can kind of figure out what expansion, if any, will come. Uh, I still think there's good reason to be hopeful, but it's just, you know, society now, we want to know right this minute, and things don't always play out that way. Kirk Kenny, San Diego Union, San Diego Union Tribune, joins us here. Kirk, um, the season began with high hopes, right? New stadium, uh, the Aztecs looking to to continue the climb that they have. Uh, it didn't start out that way. I, I would say it's based on how it started. It finished a lot better than I think many thought it was going to finish. Although it ended up with a tough loss against Middle Tennessee. How do the Aztecs build off of this year? They seem like they have a quarterback now that they might be able to do some things with. So how do they build from here? I think you're right. Uh, identifying Jaden Maiden, Jalen Maiden uh, definitely, I think, turned their season around for where it was headed. And, and it gives them a, something to build on coming into the spring and seeing what he can do with a full spring and summer of preparation. There's going to be some crucial spots to fill. They're missing two of their top receivers. Uh, Jesse Matthews and Terrell Shavers are going to be gone, so he's going to need to find some some new targets. But uh, they still should be pretty good at running back. Um, The other big question is going to be on defense. They lost all three of their starters on the defensive line and and two or three of their top linebackers. So it's going to be something to see how, how the replacements can step up. San Diego State, I think, has put a pretty pretty happy spin on the first season at Snapdragon Stadium, Kirk. But a lot of us thought, you know, maybe they would just be able to roll the team out there and and draw some more fans. What what is San Diego State University saying about the first year at Snapdragon, and how do they plan to try to capitalize on this a little bit more in year number two? I think you're right, and obviously they're going to put a positive spin on it. And I think they they do have something to be proud about in that they got the thing open in two years, which to me yeah. in San Diego is crazy is a huge accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's work to do. I think the biggest takeaway I had is that a lot, I heard, heard from a lot of fans that the prices were too high for what they saw on the field. So I'm very interested to see how ticket renewals will go for season tickets. They, they sold about 15,000 season tickets for last season you know, and I'm sure a lot of those were people who wanted to see the new place. So let's see now what the renewals will be, and I think that'll that'll tell a lot about what fans are thinking out there. Kirk, expand a little bit on Jalen Maiden. I think people forget that he wasn't. It wasn't as though he was getting quarterback reps for a large portion of last season. He was a safety, and just talk about the importance of having a full off season to kind of learn uh, that playbook more in depth uh, than I can't imagine him having a full grasp of everything that was going on considering he was playing on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I think they definitely had to pair the playbook back when he came back over. He 
uh, went to defense last spring when it didn't look like there was really going to be a, a legitimate spot for him on offense at quarterback. And he, and he said at one point, he goes, you know, his skill set just didn't fit with what the offense coordinator was looking for at the time. And that's what kind of precipitated his move to defense. So two weeks before he became quarterback again, he, he played 65 plays at safety, made eight tackles. And then, uh, you know, he's going to the other side of the field and, and pretty much, you know, surprised, shocked everybody, I think, with how he performed at just picking it up and going. Um, so the biggest thing will be what, you know, what can he do in the spring? That'll be really fun to watch. One of the storylines that I'm looking forward to, to see, you know, how does he take it to another level now? And uh, also there's something else to, to consider is there's a new offense coordinator, uh, Jeff Horton, but is he going to remain there or are they going to bring somebody else in? Mm-hmm. So that's something else to watch for. And, and it'll see, you know, how does he click with whoever is the coordinator and or quarterbacks coach? The other thing about San Diego State, Kirk, at least to me over the last decade, is that they've had really one of the best offensive lines over that period in the Mountain West, and they've been able to line up and move people off the football and run the ball and, and, and really keep, uh, keep their defense off the field with ball control. This year, that didn't really happen, or at least it didn't happen consistently. Uh, is the offensive line, uh, you know, looking at an upgrade next year or some of these younger guys going to be able to step up a little bit? And cause I, I, I always get the feeling that Brady Hoke still wants to start there. You know, he wants to be able to run the football and control the ball. And, uh, they, they didn't do that consistently this year. Yeah. This was the one, one of those years where I keep going back to 2015, the Aztecs started one and three, and I think a lot of the issues were on the offensive line. And then once it kind of clicked, they took off, they won 10 in a row. And I, I kind of kept looking to see, was this offensive line going to click? And then they would take off. And it, it never really seemed to, I think it progressed a little bit, but, but then other times it seemed like it regressed the last few weeks of the season, they had difficulty running the football and they're losing their, their starting center. Um, a couple other guys might kind of shift positions. So we'll just have to see, you know, can some newcomers and guys coming back take another step forward and, and change things around this season. One last thing, Kirk, before I let you get out of here, we talked a little bit about the transfer uh, from Oklahoma State, Samuela Tuahalamaka. I think I got that oh, right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ain't right. That was impressive. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, I don't know a whole lot yet uh, beyond his his bio and and such. I did I did note he uh, he played every game last season. It was about middle of the pack in tackles. Showed some promise. Um, what I need to find out more about is as a redshirt freshman three years ago he's he played in twelve or thirteen games and he started four of them. Then the following two years he only played in a total of nine games and from his information from Oklahoma State it didn't say whether that was because of injuries or whatnot mm. so I'm interested to see kind of you know what's going on over his career and and now what he can accomplish at San Diego State he was a backup this season um, but obviously that's with a, a power five conference and and we'll see you know what can he step in and do here the Essex had six trans six or seven transfers last season and six of those guys all stepped into starting roles so I think there would be that same expectation for whatever transfers they get this season. Yeah, I was just going to say that Essex have had some success in the transfer portal and and being able to plug guys in. Kirk, as always, love catching up with you. Let's do it again. 
Thanks, guys. That was Kirk Kenny of the San Diego Union Tribune on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Also, listen to 97.3 The Fan and thousands of other stations, plus millions of podcasts for free on the Odyssey app. Uh, Chris, yeah, you know, this year was, um, I think for most would say it was a disappointing football season for the Aztecs compared to what things have been like over the past few years. But I I did feel like they got a chance to, to build off of, of what they created there at the back end of the season. Yeah. That and the fact that, you know, if this is a bad season, I mean, Tony, you and I really saw some bad (laughs) season. Touche. You know what I mean? I mean, winning two games, winning three games, getting blown off the field consistently. And this, this qualifies as a bad season to go to a bowl game and only win seven games. To me, that just tells you where the program is, is at. And, and I fully expect that they're going to be up around nine or ten wins again next year moving forward. And you have confidence in Brady Hoke to you know, pick up what he got from this year and, and improve upon it. You know, I, I was pleased. I, I told you that you know, where we used to be with San Diego State football to where we are now. No doubt. Yeah, you can be a little disappointed that they didn't dominate the conference this year, but, you know, it's not easy to just roll out their 10 wins season after season. So I, 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 I'm, I'm excited about what's coming up. Uh, in Padre news, not necessarily Padre news, but could have been Padre news. Johnny Cueto, off the board, goes to the uh. Miami Marlins. Eight, one year's eight and a half mil for Johnny Cueto. Let's get to break. Four o'clock hour on the way. Should be a fun four o'clock hour. Chris versus the fans. Great four fifteen topic out oh, in New man. York. This has to do with radio host and teammates on the radio station. We'll get into it all. Michael K. Square in the middle. Plus a big five. More going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 